Welcome to the Aggressive Mindset Podcast. My name is Natalie Potts, personal development and business coach, and each week I'll bring you an inspiring personal message that will help you unlock creating and living a life that is full of energy and happiness. And I'm going to begin today with a quote from Reese Witherspoon. So this was in her award speech at the Glamour Awards uh, back in 2015, I think it was. And I saw it in a Facebook group that I'm in with a bunch of amazing females, ladies, and uh, really empowering. And I just had this stick with me. And she said, I believe ambition is not a dirty word. And I think I've said it before, when you're a coach, they always say, notice what you notice. And I seem to notice in my life that if I focus on one thing or I forget something and I think that that's that means something to me, I kind of reflect and kind of almost like position it in my mind thinking that means something, let me explore it. And then I'll notice other things come about in my week and it will remind me of that. And I think with this example, I've had a few scenarios come up um, the last few weeks where it's been around ambition and about females getting out there having a voice and again that that point of, of voice is really key at the moment for me and it's it's very much like the analogy of um you know when you suddenly realize oh I would like a new car I'd like it to be red and you notice that new red car everywhere it becomes heightened in your awareness so I think yeah this has just stuck with me and Too often, ambitious women are just viewed as really pushy, selfish and unlikable. And I really don't think that's the case in business. So this week I attended the um, the virtual, because everything's still virtual, unfortunately, um, Women in Business Expo. And I saw this again advertised about August and um, it had Karen Brady up for it and a a bunch of amazing female entrepreneurs and speakers and, you know, successful people I do to be successful in business. Uh, And I thought, great, yeah, that's a bit of me. So, um, yeah, there's a few I've got to catch up on because I've missed a couple over the two days, but um, I'll be doing that over the next week. And, um, yeah, it was just a really great event um, and great to see those females share their stories and share examples of what certain things mean to them. So um, there was one around leadership and that was really interesting, kind of talking about the four things in leadership that you should do. Um, And one of them was about making your team uncomfortable and they were just different perspectives on leadership which is really interesting. So there's always something you can take from um, these things that you do and are out there. So it kind of resonated with me doing those two days that women often are sometimes just deemed as they're too hard, they're too soft, they're too emotional, they're too serious. We we just can't win sometimes in business and that's how it feels. And being ambitious means that sometimes you just have to stop listening to what others tell you or tell you to do. And... I remember years ago when I started uh, as, um, I think it was a 15 year work experience. Um, I was lucky enough to get a work experience position with a company uh, that my dad was working in. He's very high up and successful in, senior leader. And um, yeah, I got it through that. I did a couple of weeks, loved it. And then I think I had to apply for a job, um, a Saturday job. 
blimey, it's actually job. I think I worked eight hours a week back in 2003. I started this, so yeah, a long time ago. But um, what was interesting about that was people's perceptions and opinions. I The amount of times I always seem to get, oh, did your dad get this? For you or oh it must be really easy for you you just kind of uh you just probably got it didn't you or you know those hours are quite nice did your dad sort that out for you um or uh i bet you didn't need to do the interview did you you just got that and uh yeah i then started working out through the ranks and i still got it i still got that oh don't, i bet you don't need to do the interview do you just get it won't you or oh did they just skip that bit and it was just really frustrating because i never ever took advantage of that and I always did everything to the book because I felt I needed to, even more so really. I applied for everything as everybody else would. And I admit I got in the door with the work experience, but I think that's kind of, that is work experience, isn't it? Most of us would do that for anybody um, and try and help people. So I've always been ambitious and I've always then had to prove that as well and I think this is really key parts on this is having to we feel as females that we've got to get out there and justify why we're in these positions or justify the decisions that we make or the behaviors that we show or the actions that we take with more than just men it's more acceptable as a male sometimes in the behaviors of leadership to act in certain ways and if you're a woman it'd be oh she's bullshit I mean, I've had that feedback before. She's really, I think the worst feedback I ever had once, and this is really vulnerable actually, was I was managing a male and his performance wasn't where it needed to be. And I, um, you know, set him down. He had reviews, et cetera. And um, there was some listening that was done in uh, the place I was working. And he'd said in front of everybody, oh, I'm really rude. So, of course, that that was quite a big thing for um, my line managers to hear and sat me down and said, look, that's the feedback we've had. That, And it wasn't it wasn't a group of them as such. It was that, kind of that one person. And I, I remember him aiming to go for this room to give the feedback. And I, I knew it was going to happen. And I wasn't strong enough at the time. I was really new to that level of senior leadership. And then I um, I just kind of accepted it and didn't debate it. And I look back now and look, see a girl that was really kind of closed because of that feedback, didn't have any confidence to discuss it, was probably a bit more defensive, very much so. So I just took it and it got, it really grated on me. And I, I struggled with that. It really hurt that someone would say that. And um he ended up leaving the business actually just left so you know it was one of those where I thought right okay well I was I knew I was doing the right things and my, you know my actual direct manager said you know you are doing the right things let's talk it through um however look the reality was that was how I was taken by that person and you know it was a great learning for me and it was a great learning in terms of I didn't associate the word rude very well I didn't like that about how people might see my behaviors and things because I was just quite out there and sh- you know, like would say what I want and I would expect high things on my team. So I um, have had to work on that with mentors and that. And I remember one um, HR mentor I had, she just turned around to me one day. She goes, goodness sake. She was like, you are that. She goes, you're not rude. You're direct. Just change the language and make people understand that that's how you are. That's who you are. And that's what they get. And the better things that they get because you're like that are X, Y, and Z. And I was like, 
wow. <laughs> so again, a complete change of perspective. So now when I tend to manage teams and or I've worked with people as a leader and, uh, you know, had to mentor people as well, I would share and just say, yeah, that might be some feedback you have, especially if you're exploring um, their feedback they've had. What is the potentially negative assumption of that from a perspective and what's the positive and how can we spin this so you feel comfortable and it's positioned in a way that is strong and working for you so I very much when I work with people now I say look I am very direct that's my leadership style but what you get with that is that I'm very honest I'll never go behind your back you'll know exactly where you stand we'll talk it through what went really well what could go better we'll discuss it like adults so it's very mature and I'm sure you prefer that approach wouldn't you so I completely spin things now and I find that then the rapport and the relationships I have with people and the connection is so much stronger so I think sometimes as as tough as that experience was I've taken so much from it and blimey look it was it was years ago now um but I still draw back to it so I think there's this point that as females, we've we've got to justify everything. We've got to go through it a lot more in detail and opposed to sometimes just turning around saying enough's enough. This is how I am and this is who I am. And um, I think I'll come to this bit at the end that it's, that's about being you. So I've kind of directed off from where I was going to go completely on a tangent, but I thought it was a great example to share. So there was also um, when I was looking on the internet researching because I like to get a bit of the research in some of these I think it's important and it was saying around um, a study um, by a professor at the Columbian, a Columbian business school and they presented half of the class of a case study using the name Heidi and on the other half of the class they gave the same case study but they changed the name to Howard and I've heard this before. I remember hearing it a couple of years ago. Now, the students rated Howard and Heidi equally competent, but while they liked Howard, they didn't like Heidi. So the two are exactly the same. The more assertive a student found Heidi to be, the more they rejected her. And that reaction is based on authoritative, dominant behaviours associated with the leadership and how that's viewed in women and it's negative. On the flip side, men who are those behaviours are deemed successful and influential and seem positive. <laughs> I just thought it was such a great study to think that that's stereotyped, isn't it? And that's an ingrained, almost, can you know, people being conditioned to thinking that way of females and males in business and leadership. And, and we have to change that. We've got to do something around that because that might be a few years old now and... Uh, it might not be relevant, but it's going to be very relevant in some businesses and organisations, and, and that's not okay. So there was um, another study that I was looking at and survey that said that um, the three top traits or characteristics that we see in society um, with men is honesty, morality. They're like, you know, top, one of the top three is honesty. Second is that they're professional men and they have financial success. And the third one is their ambition and their leadership. So what's the female's top three qualities that are valued in women? Physical attractiveness, empathy, nurturing and kindness and intelligence. So very, very different. And when I saw that physical attractiveness, I was like, wow, that is that's not good that we would associate a quality of a female about how attractive she is. So 
the belief is that leaders are expected to be competent, consistent, and obviously demonstrate integrity. But women are expected to be caring for people. Um, and when that's not visible, if they're a leader, then they're disliked and distrusted. And the concern here is that, again, it goes back to the part that this is misguided, ingrained perceptions and expectations, probably expectations is a key word, that make women fear ambition. So men also just suggest that they love a strong woman. Trust me, I've had that feedback before, especially since I'm a single lady. I do get people say, God, you know, yeah, it's really great. Love, love a female, knows what she wants, goal-driven. And sometimes I'll say to them, no, you don't. You do not want that. And, and they don't. When it comes to it, they don't want the woman that has an opinion or that isn't in and they've got to cook the dinner every night, you know, start putting the dinner on every night. They don't actually want that in their life. They think they do, but they don't. And I think that's just talking from experience, to be honest. You know, I've had a few guys that have turned around, you know, like when I've said about everything that I do, oh, you're just a wonder woman, aren't you? And I'm just like, actually, it's really patronising. <laughs> I don't think that's a compliment, you telling me that. So I just stopped talking to them. And um, another one I've had is, oh, you, you're not going to have time, are you? You've got so much on your plate. My answer to that is, if I've crammed in two diplomas for coaching in my last, you know, five years, a full-time job, a side hustle, I volunteer for mental health, I do two hours training a day, I'd say my time management skills are pretty on point. So if I'm going to give one hour to you, I'm pretty sure I can find it if you're going to be a priority. And that's the key. It's about priorities. So that's gone off again a little bit of a tangent. But this is kind of this, this perception that men have. And going back to ambition, how do we change that distorted view of women being ambitious? How do we put it in a positive light and not a negative light? Well, for me um, and for you, I think we need to hold our heads up high and we need to make sure we do not apologise for anything that we do. We might mess up on things, we might get things wrong, we might have to, you know, sometimes reflect and think actually it wasn't right, but stand up and say that. You owe it to yourself and other women to rise up and shine and be proud of the contribution that you can make to the world, to business, to life, to the relationships, whether you're a mother, um, a sister, aunt, a friend, whatever. You have to make the point and use your voice to make a difference. And this kind of concept of ambition has become stigmatized and misunderstood and psychiatrist um, Anna Fells she mentions in a controversial paper that she did actually it's called do women lack ambition and this was done for the Harvard Business Review and it stated um, that there needs to be greater clarity around what ambition is and in the past, women have confused it with narcissism, that with people that simply want to promote themselves at any cost. And actually, ambition is really about getting appropriate recognition for your skills. And I was having to have a discussion with someone that I mentor recently. Um, they were going for a position um, in their business they're working in. And just the feelings around facts of having to really prove yourself and say that, you know, I know I can do this job and the skills that you've got and using great examples. And sometimes, you know, you just need to rock up to an interview and just go, I really want this. I'm really passionate about this because, 
opposed to feeling you've got to sell yourself or um, give, you know, ridiculously long examples of times that you've done things. And the pressure that can feel just before you've even rocked up to the interview is crazy. And then you actually rock up panicking about what you look like, panicking about what you're going to say, panicking about all the thoughts that you've got going in your mind, how you walk into the room, how you sit at the table, and you haven't even done the interview. So I think that, you know, we have to trust that we have a wealth of experience, get some good examples, but stop always having to justify everything that we do. And I think that's, again, key, when you go back, there was another example I remember a couple of years ago that came out of when a guy looks at an description of a job he'll whiz down it and go yeah I can do that I'll apply where a woman will actually read every single part and she'll go can't do that can't do that can't do that can do that but can't do that and that will stop her probably from applying now there's a complete disparity and there's two mindsets there right and that's that bit that we've got to have awareness of I think again and and knowing how we change it and the awareness part does that sometimes is making us really reflect and think about, okay, well, what does that mean to me and how do I change that? And I remember that kind of a short story that I had, I was um, working in a team. I just started a new team, actually, working with 20 people on my peer group. And there was two females. I was one of them. And blimey like it felt incredibly intimidating walking into that room um you know I was very confident anyway but to sit at a table looking around at 20 men and hearing some key players and strong voices all I would do was just in probably maybe out of I don't know like a seven hour meeting I would interject like a couple of times um but where I felt very very comfortable um, and as time evolved, I'd, you know, I started to realise that I'd say things where I just felt safe about them and that they sounded good. I was more worried about how I was sitting at the table, what my hair looked like, if I had my lipstick on, okay, um, and really think about, did I tick the box with that comment and looking around the room, how does everybody react to what I said? Now, I then went and got some feedback and I had one feedback was um, my manager that said, really value what you say it's great just want more of it his counterpart who was a female um no don't think you have a strong enough voice didn't have impact in the room and I was like okay wow so I was completely like stumped in terms of where does that leave me now because one person saying I did really well the other person saying I've got no impact at all um I knew I knew what the impact was I wanted to have obviously uh and then I kind of thought I just don't know where I go with this I was having a chat with my mentor about it at the time and he just again it was a bit like that previous HR mentor before he was like we stop proving yourself and I was like okay and he goes you are at the table you've earned your place what you say is valuable you have a voice just be you I think he just said just bloody be you or something like that you know um and I was so put back I was like okay and I was like, maybe I need to, you're right. And it just changed everything. I then just didn't overthink. I stopped panicking. Uh, I started listening actually more in the room. And I started, you know, listen to, seek to understand, then be understood. It's one of the seven highly effective habits. Um, that's a great book if you haven't read it by Stephen Covey. Um, but going back to this, so I think I was just then responding to what was being said and the conversation was, you know, much more with, uh, it was just stronger and 
I had a better impact and I felt better about what I was saying, which was good. I wasn't overthinking things. So I think that sometimes as well, maybe you just need those people in your life and uh, those mentors or what I think people say like your average five people you spend time with. But I think what I prefer is less of the put yourself in five people that um you know your average five people around you but I think actually more advisory board I love this idea that people are gonna challenge you um that are gonna support you um and then yeah the ones that believe in you so you've, you've got a bit of an uh, array of people around you not just all like-minded people as such but you those really those people that are going to tell you how it is as well and and be direct with you we need that feedback so I think going back to Reese's speech at the Glamour Awards, where the room just literally roared. So you can watch this on Google. Um, and her speech went viral because her energy was just infectious. And that's exactly what we need more of. We need more women having a voice like this. We need more women to inspire other women and not see ambition as a negative trait. And Reese said, um, I was reading a article about it after and she was saying that she spent so much time on this speech because she just read something that somewhere said that um ambition in females is, is a negative trait and she didn't like that and she started thinking of examples in her own life and reading a lot of articles around it herself and she goes look the reality is again it kind of goes back to um a bit like I said earlier about we need to understand what ambition means. And it's simply a drive inside of you. It is having curiosity. It is having an idea. And it is a desire to pursue that. So I think the key bit, the comical bit, you've always got to have a bit of comedy, haven't you, when you're doing a speech. That's uh, probably why I'd struggle. So she was saying that she talked about it with her mum. And her mum just said, if you want to do something, do it yourself. And or if you want something done, just do it yourself. And um, I think that's key, isn't it? I'm going to say it the third time, just to impact this if you're wrong the first time. If you want something done, do it yourself. And I guess, again, it's like we've got to create a change. And it's going to be hard work, you know, or it is hard work if we're doing it. You just have to find what you do really well and put your heart and soul into it. And I think that's about creating a bit of your own luck as well. But when things go your way, you don't go, oh, you know, oh, oh, that was really lucky. Like, no, you made that happen. You created that. So don't feel that you don't deserve that because you do. You showed someone something and they've seen that in you and they've believed in you. And it might have been a time where you didn't believe in yourself and you needed to do that. You need to make your own luck. And it's about letting go of that, that mind chatter we hear or that voice in our head that says, well, are you sure you can do that? Or maybe you should do this. And you tell that little kind of mind chatter to just be quiet. You numb it out. You know, know that you're going to have to have a little bit of room to grow get in the right environments connect with the right people who will help you grow and this will then make sure that you know ambition is about veering towards fulfilling your calling in life and your abilities and and trusting and knowing that you you've got the skills just go for it and your ambition can change the world i think that's the key part in taking away from this is that your ambition changes the world but you've got to get out there and know that and you've got to get out there and believe in yourself and do it so that's my kind of summary of ambition and 
I think it's great to go out there and research different things, to get different ideas, to get different perspectives. Uh, and I hope it's been of value. So thank you for listening. I, I love it that I, I get to share my my opinion, my perspective, um, and I invite you to let me know what you think as well. So if you haven't listened to my podcast from last week, that was all on the ray of light and being optimistic. And I highly recommend you check that out. So I'll put a little link in like I usually do within the episode of this podcast. But please connect with me. Like I say, share what you think about things. I'm, I love a debate. Um, if you don't agree with something or if you think there's something further on that or you've seen any kind of research and articles, it's always really interesting to see what other things is out there as well. Um, but let me know. Um, connect with me on Natalie Potts Coaching. Um, my Facebook group is Living a Vibrant Life. Uh, and I love to hear you from you. So drop me a question, share this with a friend if you think it's been of use. Uh, but whatever you do, uh, feel empowered, know that ambition is not a dirty word, um, and go out there and have a great day and 